It is day two of Daf Chaf Aleph. We are holding the Gemara Daf Chaf Aleph Amud Base about three lines down from the top of the page. It's a very short Daf this week. We already completed the first Amud, came over to the second Amud already yesterday. We're right in the middle of a sugya. We learned in the Mishnah, we listed 11 cases where Kodesh, sacrificial food, has chumras, stringencies over truma, over the portion of the, of the crop given to the coin. And these 11 things all relate to Tumantara, ritual purity and impurity. The fifth case in the Mishnah related specifically to Chatzitza, the laws of interposition. Chatzitza in respect of a garment, an item of clothing that has loose knots on the corners, or it's wet when it's dipped in the mikvah, it's a problem for Kodesh because of Chatzitza. We're worried if the garment's got knots in, even loose knots, the water we explained yesterday doesn't make those knots looser, it makes them tighter, and maybe the water won't be able to get, all the water from the mikvah won't be able to get to all parts of the garment. Similarly, if the garment's wet, it also, it, it should be dried first, for the same reason. We then learned the first case of the Mishnah. We weren't sure when we learned the Mishnah what the reason was for the first case of the Mishnah, but the first case of the Mishnah said, you cannot dip in the mikveh, two utensils, one inside the other. You can't do that for the purposes of Kodesh, but you can for Truma. Now yesterday, Rabbi Yilah came along and said, you know why that's the case? That's because also because of Chatzitza. Because of the laws of interposition, we're worried that the weight of the inner, smaller utensil pushing down on the larger utensil will create a form of interposition between the two utensils and the water won't be able to come, become between them. Yesterday the Gemara questioned that. The Gemara said, why would we need two cases to tell us the same law? The same law that we're strict about Chatzitza when it comes to Kodesh, but we're not as strict about it when it comes to Truma. And the Gemara pushed back. The Gemara said, you know what? They're both to do with Chatzitza, but they both teach us a novelty in and of themselves. But they're both to do with stringencies of the laws of Chatzitza, interposition of Kodesh over Truma. That's what we learned yesterday. Today, the Gemara continues. The Gemara says, Rabbi Ilah Latame. Rabbi Ilah, who told us that both of those cases were about the laws of Chatzitza, the laws of interposition, he goes, he's consistent with his own opinion expressed in a different statement. Elsewhere, he makes a different statement, which shows us that he's consistent with the statement he told us yesterday. What did he tell us elsewhere? The Am Rabbi Ilah, Am Rabbi Hanina Rabbi Rabbi Ilah said the name Rabbi Hanina Rabbi in another place. Eser Ma'alos Shanukan. That in this Mishnah, there are 10 heightened standards decreed for Kodesh, but not for Truma. Now, what do you mean 10? Surely we listed 11 in the Mishnah. The answer is no. Rabbi Ilah is telling us there are only 10. Because according to Rabbi Ilah, cases 1 and 5 are both telling us the same thing. They're both teaching us a stringency in the laws of Chatzitza, the laws of interposition of Kodesh over Truma. So according to Rabbi Ilah, there are 11 cases, but there are only 10 stringencies. And that's what the Gemara means when it says that Rabbi Ilah is consistent with his own statement from elsewhere. He makes a statement here that says both of these cases are about Chatzitza. Both of these two of the 11 cases are about Chatzitza. And elsewhere he says... There are only 10 stringencies here. That makes sense, because he holds two of them are about Chatzitza, and therefore there are only really one stringency. So of the 11 cases, there are only 10 stringencies. Now, having explained that Rabbi Ilah is consistent with his own statement from elsewhere, the Gemara continues with Rabbi Ilah's statement. Rabbi Ilah, the rest of his statement. What are the rest of his statement? Chamesh Rishonos, Bein Lekodesh, Bein Lechulin Shnasu Altaras HaKodesh. Achronos, Lakodesh, Rabbi La says, of the 10 things, not 11, of the 10 stringencies in the Mishnah, the first five apply both to Kodesh and also to Chulin, which is non-consecrated food, which has been prepared according to the Tahara standard of Kodesh. We've encountered this already previously in the Gemara, this idea that some people treat their 
mundane, their unconsecrated food in a manner that's appropriate for Kodesh. They're very particular that even their non-consecrated food, they treat it like Kodesh. So Rabbi La comes along and says the first five cases in the Mishnah, they're not just stringencies for Kodesh, they're also stringencies for Chulin, for unconsecrated food that's been prepared according to the Tahara standard of Kodesh. But Acharonos, the last five, Le Kodesh. They only apply to Kodesh. But they do not apply to unconsecrated food that's prepared according to the standard of Kodesh. So Rebilah says, of the ten cases in the Mishnah, you have to cut them in half. First five and the last five. Now clearly all ten do not apply to Truma. Because that's the whole point of the Mishnah. These things apply to Kodesh and not to Truma. But Rabbi Lord says, in addition to applying to Kodesh, the first five also apply to Chulin, unconsecrated food that's been prepared according to the Torah standard of Kodesh. So you see, Rabbi Lord holds a very interesting thing. He holds that there are things that are applicable to unconsecrated food that's been prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh, which are not applicable to Truma. That unconsecrated food prepared to the Torah standard of Kodesh is actually treated more stringently than Truma, even though it's unconsecrated food. Nonetheless, since it's been prepared according to the Torah standards of Kodesh, some stringencies apply to it. So Rebbe says the first five Chumras, the first five stringencies of the Mishnah apply to that food, but the second five only apply to Kodesh. They apply to Kodesh only, obviously not to Truma, but also they don't apply to Chulin, unconsecrated food prepared to the Torah standard of Kodesh. The Gemara says, my Tama. What's the difference between the first five cases and the last five cases? Why are the first five stringencies applicable to unconsecrated food prepared according to the Torah standard of Kodesh? And the last five are only applicable to Kodesh and not to Chulin, unconsecrated food prepared to the Torah standard of Kodesh. So the Gemara answers. Chamesh Kamaisa, in the case of the first five, the Islu, Drora, the Tumma, they involve the concern of Tumma according to biblical law. If you go through each of them, Rashi does this, we won't go through it now. But Rashi explains each of the first five cases has an element of, or, or originates in a concern of biblical tumma, biblical ritual impurity. And therefore, the rabbis decreed on them, and they decreed that they should extend They should apply not just to Kodesh, but also to unconsecrated food that was prepared according to the Torah standard of Kodesh. But Basraisa, the last five stringencies, the Leislu Drara the Tumma with which don't involve the concern of Tumma at all according to biblical law, they are really solely rabbinic enactments only. And therefore, therefore the rabbis only instituted them only for Kodesh, for sacrificial food only, but not for Chulin that was prepared according to the Torah standard of Kodesh. So that is the difference between the first five cases and the last five cases of the Mishnah. And that's the remainder of Rabbi La's statement. Again, the reason we quoted Rabbi La in the first place was only really for one reason, and that was to say that he held that the two cases... Case number one and case number five in the Mishnah were both about Chatzitzah. And therefore, that position was consistent with his other statement that there are only really ten stringencies in the Mishnah. Because those two stringencies are actually really originate from the same stringency about Chatzitzah. That the laws of Chatzitzah were stricter on for Kodesh as we are for Truma. Once we quoted Rabbi Lal, we quoted the rest of his statement. He said the first five cases in the Mishnah are stringencies not just for Kodesh, but also for Chulin, unconsecrated food prepared according to the standard of Kodesh. And the last five cases are only for Kodesh and not for, not for Chulin that's prepared according to the Torah standard of Kodesh. And the reason for the distinction is because the first five cases in the Mishnah 
are also ca are cases where the origin of the stringency comes from biblical tumah, from a concern for biblical ritual impurity, whereas the last five cases are completely rabbinically instituted, and therefore we're a little bit more lenient on them. We're going to hold it here for today. I wish you all a very good day.